Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. We're in the midst of a series called Power. How many enjoy seeing the power of God move in their lives? Anybody? All right. All right. And that, 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 I mean, our culture is so needing the power of God. Our culture right now and our community and our country needs the power of God. We don't need the power of people. We need the power of God to make a difference in people's lives. We need the power of God to make a difference in our, 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 our country, our community, our culture. And last week we talked about the power of the gospel, the transformative power of the gospel. The gospel makes a difference in us. The gospel, when it's preached, when it's shared, it makes a difference in every single life that we come in contact with. If you tell people that Jesus loves them, that he died for their sins, that he rose again three days later, and that he promises eternal life, that is the gospel. That's how simple it is. And the first story you can tell is your own. Your own story that God has transformed you and made you new. And in doing so, we see God transform others. And I think it's a powerful, powerful message that we have at our fingertips, in our hearts, to share with all those around us. And so God has the power to make a difference in people's lives. The big thought that we're, we're using during this entire series is this. It's very simple. God's power is the only power that truly changes our lives and affects change in others. God's power is the only power that truly changes our lives and affects change in others. Today, I want to talk to you about the power of the Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, as is mentioned in Scripture. And I don't know if you're new to Christianity. You're, maybe you're online and you're just checking things out and you're, you're like, oh no, they're going to talk about the ghost, the Holy Ghost, or they're going to talk about the Spirit. And, and there's, there's a real part of life that, is, that exists that we need to acknowledge in order to understand why we need the power of God's Holy Spirit to make a difference in our lives. And that's simply this, is that you and I are, have three parts to us. We have our body. It's easy to connect with our body, right? It's right here. It's physical. We have our mind. We have that, and it's, it, that's easy to connect with. And then we have what's called a soul or spirit. And that spirit is real in us. That spirit is real in every human being. In every human being, we have a spirit that connects with God's spirit. The intention was always to have a connection with God, the Holy Spirit. And if we would acknowledge the first, the fact that we do have a spirit, there's a spirit world that's as real as the, as the world we live in right now, is the physical world that we live in. This, this physical world is real. And the spirit world is as real. And the Holy Spirit, God's spirit, is, is the very nature in which he lives and exists and he can exist in us and move through us. That's the power of the spirit. And so I want to talk to you just for a few brief minutes about four things that the power of the spirit does. That the power of the spirit lives in you and me. The, the, and if we'll acknowledge and let our human spirit connect with God's Holy Spirit, there can be unlimited power to see change happen in our lives. Unlimited power. 
God desires more than anything to move in our hearts, to move in our lives, to move in the lives of those around us. But he will do that by the moving of his Holy Spirit in our hearts and our lives. And the power of the Holy Spirit will make the difference. How many have ever wanted to belong to something bigger than yourself? Yeah? Awesome. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. And when we, wa- when we want power, if it's only our power, it's very limited, it exhausts quickly, it's, uh, it, it wears out fast. But if we start moving in God's spirit, there's no limit, it does not wear out, and the, its effect has e- an eternal impact. And that's true about what the Holy Spirit brings. And so there's four things that I'm going to share very briefly with you about the power of the Holy Spirit. First, the power of the Holy Spirit is there to guide us guide us, direct our lives. The Holy Spirit wants to speak into our hearts and give us direction. I'm not talking about, God, should I wake up and brush my teeth this morning? I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. There's common sense stuff, right? Should I pay my bills? Yes, you should pay your bills. But there's things that God wants to do in and through you that only God's going to give you the ideas for, that only God's going to provide for the opportunities for. There's things that you, you, he's going to put ideas and, and, and opportunities in your way that only he could bring to your life. And so I want to encourage you, God's spirit is there to guide. In John 16, 13, it says this, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Let's read that one more time, John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to to come. The, The spirit of truth. How many know we need truth in today's world? Yeah. We need truth. And that truth comes through the word of God, the Bible. And if we embrace the Bible and we let the Bible speak to us, it's the Holy Spirit that will make the the Bible come alive in our hearts, come alive in our minds, and it will mean more than just reading through a book. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of good books out there, and I encourage you to read a lot. But at the end of the day, the only book that will make a change in our lives is the one that has all the truth in it, and that's the Bible. And when the Holy Spirit enlivens our minds to read the Bible, then the Bible becomes alive and real, and it makes a change in our hearts. The Spirit of truth will guide us, will guide us. I I know I need leadership. I need leadership in my life. And the first leader that I follow is the Holy Spirit. If I can walk in step with the Holy Spirit, if I can walk where he wants me to walk, and if I can talk like he wants me to talk, and if I can do what he wants me to do, then I know that I am being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. There are times when God shows up and I'm just like, oh, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable what he does. And it's not because of me. It's not because I'm somebody special. It's simply because the Holy Spirit wants to show up and he wants to do something unique in my life and he's always going to guide me to the truth and we need the truth in today's world we need someone who is going to show us where the truth is where true north is man if you follow everybody that's that's talking today if you follow all the voices that are chattering today you'd be going in every 
direction possible. You'd be going crazy, just weaving back and forth, trying to find which voice to follow. But if we will follow the voice, the guiding power of the Holy Spirit, then we will never miss step. We will never go in the wrong direction. We will find what's right and best for our lives and those around us. I, I, I like the end of this verse. It says, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Have you ever told a child, hey, after dinner, if you eat this, you get ice cream? What is yet to come is a good thing, right? Yeah, if you, if you tell your children, hey, after you eat your broccoli, you get ice cream, that's an awesome thing. To, what is yet to come? That child knows in a child's heart, man, I cannot wait to get there. Well, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us hope. There is something yet to come. There is something that is going to happen that is powerful and that is full of God's Spirit. And that most important thing that is yet to come is that Jesus is victorious in every situation, in every life, in eternal life. And we all have the promise of eternal life. That is yet to come. That is yet to come. And we don't have to worry. So the first thing that the Holy Spirit does is guide us gives us direction, helps us understand where to go, helps us understand how to act in a certain situation, gives us an attitude that is right instead of wrong, all those kinds of things. And trust me, there's times where I'm out of the, the, the rhythm of what God's Spirit is doing and Ricardo gets in the way, and then there's times when I'm just lined up with Jesus and all the words come out right, all the heart comes out right, all the right attitudes comes out right. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means because there's times where I miss that. But every day when we align our hearts and our spirit with God's spirit, then he guides us and directs us. The second thing he does is he guards us. He not only guides us, but he guards us. The spirit will guard us and keep us in the family. Listen to this passage of scripture from John 14. John 14, 15 says, if you love me, keep my commands. Then he says this, and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you be with you forever. Another advocate to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Just the same spirit that we talked about just a minute ago. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. In other words, people who have not had their mind open to what God is doing in their lives tend to not even know him or recognize him. <clears throat> but you know, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And here's a, a, the best promise uh, of all. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You see, he guards us in such a way that he will not ever leave us alone. He sends the Holy Spirit. Now, he's talking to his disciples in this passage, and he's in the upper room hanging out with them, telling, him, telling them that he is going to die, and then he is going to leave this earth. And if you've been the disciples that have been following him around for three and a half years and seeing all the crazy stuff that he's doing and seeing all the things that he's been, miracles that he's been working and seeing all the food that he's been producing in the miracles of feeding 5,000 and 4,000 people and he's, he's pulling coins out of fish's mouths and all these different crazy things, you'd get kind of worried. You'd be kind of going, oh, I don't want, Jesus, you can't leave. We need you. But he said, hey, I'm never going to leave you alone. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my spirit, my Holy Spirit, to indwell in you, to be in your heart, 
to stay right here. And so the fear that we have of being alone can be removed because he is sending an advocate, a counselor, a friend to be with us and to, to be in us and with us at all times forever. That's how he guards us. He's not going to let us be orphans. Orphans are parentless, and often orphans are left all by themselves. But that is not you or me or anybody within hearing distance of this message. Jesus loves you and wants to be with you, and he, is, he promises that his Holy Spirit will reside in your heart forever if you will receive him as your Lord and Savior. That's the guarding that the Holy Spirit does. That's the power of the Holy Spirit that comes in and guards us and never lets us be alone, but provides an opportunity for you and for me to have the hope of eternal life, that we can be a part of the family of God. We are a family. And the guarding of the Holy Spirit is just like me. I'm never going to let anybody get between me and my daughters. I'm going to do everything I can as a, as a human parent. And if I can do that as a human parent, how much more can God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, guard my relationship with Him and guard our relationship together? That's the power of the Holy Spirit. He guides us and He guards us. One of the powerful things is that He lives in us. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, it says this, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? The Holy Spirit dwells in us. These bodies are our temples, the Bible says, of the Holy Spirit. This pa particular passage is simply saying, why don't you take care of your body? Well, I take care of my body well by eating as much as I possibly can. No, I'm just kidding. But... Um, <clears throat> Uh, we need to take care of these bodies because why? They are temples of the Holy Spirit. If we were, if we were a temple, we would take care of everything, right? We would, we'd make sure it's all shined up and all perfect and all in good shape. Well, that's exactly who we are. We are temples. And we can't let this body limit our ability to do what God wants us to do. God lives in us and he guards us by living inside of us, never leaving us alone. Maybe today you're feeling alone. Maybe online you are here and you've been kind of clicking through pages and, and, and going through different uh, uh, websites and you found us. And I'm so glad you did because today God is just wanting to encourage you. You are not alone. No matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, no matter what your sin is, no matter how deep you've gone uh, into your, your lost life, God is there. And today he has found you. Maybe you're in this parking lot. Yeah, amen. Maybe you're in this parking lot and, and you feel lost. You feel alone. Let the Holy Spirit right now just enter into your car and make the difference that he wants to make in your life. He will never leave you alone. He will guide you. He will guard you. And thirdly, the third thing that he does with his power is he glorifies. He glorifies Jesus in our lives. See, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make Jesus the shiny thing everybody sees. The shiny thing that everybody sees. I don't know about you, but I'm, <laughs> if you spend, it, let's say you and I were talking for a, a, a relatively long period of time. I'm going to confess something to you. I've confessed it once before. I'm kind of a, a squirrel guy. If I'm talking to you and all of a sudden there's something that happens over here, I'm like going, oh, what's going on over there? And I start seeing something. And if it's shiny, I'm, I'm looking at it. 
And I get distracted, and sometimes I lose in conversations. My wife especially hates this about me because I often do that with her, is I'm talking to her, and then all of a sudden I'm squirrel over here, shiny thing over here, and I'm, I'm going like this. Well, the shiny thing that what the Holy Spirit does is he makes Jesus the shiny thing. He makes Jesus the, the, the thing that, makes, that, that catches everybody's attention. And when we see his, his work in our lives, when he begins to work in our lives, he glorifies, that's what, the, that's what glorify means. It means that to make shiny or to, to make special or to, to bring attention to that thing. He glorifies, he lifts it up he, and, and says, here it is, this is Jesus. And so if the Spirit is working in you, the only thing people see is Jesus. They don't, they don't get attracted to a man or a woman or anything else. They get attracted to the very nature of who Jesus is, and that's called glorifying. And the Holy Spirit in his power glorifies Jesus every time he uses you and me. It's a powerful reality. It's something that's, that's so important to understand that if ever, if ever you're in a Christian setting and all the attention goes to a human being, that's not Jesus. That's not a move of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus is getting the attention, that's a move of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit glorifies, the <laughs> glorifies Christ. In John 16, 14, it says, He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. In other words, the only purpose of the Holy Spirit is to make known to us what Jesus wants done. What Jesus wants done. And it's powerful. It's really powerful. You guys, we, when we operate, when you give out a gift card of $100 to a single parent and you do it in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will take that and make Jesus the one who gets the attention. That's what we want. We don't want Journey Church to be popular. We want Jesus to be popular. Amen? We want Him to be glorified. And when the Holy Spirit moves, that's what happens. Jesus becomes the, the attention getter, and we're simply tools in his hand to bring Jesus, the message of Jesus, the love and grace and forgiveness of Jesus to this world. And so three things that he does in his power, he guides us, he guards us, and he glorifies us. And the last, yes, is a G, and he gifts us. He gives us a gift, not only the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but he gives us things that are more powerful than you and I could ever imagine doing on our own, in our own power. He gifts us. There's a passage in Acts chapter 1, it goes like this. And, and part of this is not online, so if you're online, uh, part of this won't be online, other parts will be. But it says this in, in Acts chapter 1, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. In other words, when Jesus was resurrected, he showed up again to show himself to the disciples and, he was and giving them many proofs that he actually rose from the dead. And then it says this, after uh, <coughs> he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Listen, listen carefully. Do not leave Jerusalem. And then he says this, but wait for the gift. Wait for the gift. Other translation says, wait for the promise. 
Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Baptized with the Holy Spirit. You guys familiar with baptism? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Here at Journey Church, we immerse people. When you're baptized, you go all the way under the water. It represents the death of Christ. You come out of the water, it rep represents the resurrection of Christ. It's a symbol of what has happened in our lives. We die to Christ and we come alive in Christ. It's a powerful, powerful reality. On Octo October 4th, we are going to baptize as many of you as you want to be baptized. We're going to have a baptism. It'll be online next week and uh, just wait for another announcement, but we're going to have a great baptism weekend on October, October 4th. Well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is very similar. Using the same words, it's this immersion in the, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and immerses us with His power, with His presence, with His existence in our lives. And He desires more than anything to immerse us in His presence and power. And then he goes on to say this. It says, Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you, gonna, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? The disciples still wanted him to come in and kind of crush the Romans and take over. And then he says this, verse 7. He said, He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. In other words, there is going to be a day where Jesus is going to be the ruler of this world. I can't wait for that day. Okay? But we don't know that day. <clears throat> but then he says this in verse 8, but you will receive power. Say that with me, and you can say it in your car, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to come on them, and he's going to give them power. There's a, 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 it's the same word that's used for dynamite. He's going to give you dynamite. He's going to make you dynamite. Your witness, your testimony, your story is going to have the same power as dynamite. It's going to explode. It's going to change things. It's, going to, it's not going to be destructive power. It's going to be constructive, transformative power that brings Jesus into, into uh, uh, the presence of someone's life, and it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. And so we understand that we are not only going to receive this power, but it's power to be a witness. Too often, people are doing witnessing but not being a witness. We have to be that. We have to be the, the likeness of Jesus. We have to have the story that Jesus has made a difference in our lives. I love the story that God has done in my life. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm anybody special, but I, I am special enough to know that God has made a difference in my life. And you are that special person. You are the one that God has made a difference in your life. And by the power and name of the Holy Spirit, you can go and be a witness in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit has given us a power to make a difference, a power to be a witness. And when you go and you tell people that Jesus loves them because you know he's loved you and he's made a difference, it's not your power that's telling them that story. It's the Holy Spirit's power. And then he begins to use it. That's why I have confidence and I believe that God is going to continue to grow Journey Church in a very powerful way because I believe that we are going to be and are a spirit-led, spirit-empowered, spirit-focused church that is here to do something great for God. We are not here 
to draw attention to ourselves. I am not here to draw attention to Pastor Ricardo or any other human being. We are here to bring glory to Jesus, guided by his spirit, guarded by his spirit, glorifying Jesus and gifted so that we can make a difference. I have something in me that is more powerful than what I could do in my own strength and my own power. And I want to encourage you, church, today. God is asking Journey Church Ventura and everybody who's watching, everybody who's here in this parking lot to seek the Holy Spirit. Listen to this last part of this passage of Scripture. It says, After he was taken up before their eyes, a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. When suddenly two men dressed in white stood before them. <laughs> that would be a little creepy and, and crazy. He said, men of Galilee, he's talking to the disciples. They said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. That's a great promise that Jesus is coming back just like he left. But he's going to come back not as, not as a scarred up human being. But he's going to come back as the glorified Jesus and a conqueror of all evil, all darkness, everything. He's going to come back and rule this world, and it's going to be an amazing thing. But I like what he said. I like what these two guys said. They said, don't just stand here and do nothing. Go do what Jesus said to do. Go wait and, and seek the power of the Holy Spirit for your life because Jesus promised you a gift. Now go and wait for it and seek it. And when you get it, you will be witnesses. And if you read the book of Acts, man, everything changed. Everything became different. People who were afraid of, of, of politics and afraid of persecution stood up and actually became martyrs for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And their witness by the power of the Holy Spirit changed the world. Today, you and I are fruit of the witness of 12 individuals that said we will not do anything but follow the, the commands of God. And church, we, Journey Church Ventura, and my prayer is that every church in our community and surrounding areas will be obedient to the gospel and, and, and be a witness and be guided and guarded and glorified and gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, here's what I want you to do. If you're sitting in your car and you can reach your headlights, I would like you to turn your lights on if you want to say this. I am going to do everything I can to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've already received that baptism. Maybe you've already been immersed in the power of the Holy Spirit. But by turning your headlights on, you're saying, I'm going to do everything I can to seek that baptism, and I'm going to do everything I can to, got, to be guided, to be guarded, to glorify Jesus, and to be gifted by the power of the Holy Spirit. If that's you, just turn on your headlights. If that's you online, I want you to just in, be right at your, your table or wherever you are. Just open your heart to the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the lights that are coming on. And I want to encourage you right now, just seek the Holy Spirit. God wants to move uniquely and powerfully in our church. He wants to move uniquely and powerfully, just like he did on the day of Pentecost. That the power of the Holy Spirit would just be manifest in all of our lives. That the power of the Holy Spirit would show up and glorify Jesus. 
I believe he's doing something unique right now. I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit is even in your car. He's in your room. He's in your kitchen. He is wherever you are because he wants more than anything to fill up your life and immerse you in his power, immerse you in his glory, immerse you to guide you and to guard you and to move in a powerful way right now. Lord, I pray that the power of your spirit would move, transform us, make us different. Help us, God, to be like the, the disciples in Pentecost. Help us to be like those that, that said yes to you and would do anything and everything to follow you. Lord, I pray for those that have their lights on. I pray for those, God, that are seeking you and wanting to follow you with their whole hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move in us like never before. You want a deeper, more meaningful, and more powerful relationship than ever. And I pray that everyone would seek that relationship right now. Your next step, the next step for all of us, is to go home and to say, Jesus, move in me. Move in me so that you are glorified, so that you become the shiny thing and not me. Not my attitudes, not my actions, not my words, but your attitude, your actions, your words. Pray that God use you in a powerful way to move like never before. Because I believe that today is the day when God is, is transforming us as a church, transforming us as human beings, transforming us in every opportunity to make a difference in our world. Lord, I pray that the power, the anointing, the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness, everything that you represent would be existent in our church today. Not our building, not our parking lot, but in every human being that, has, that calls journey home. I pray that the power of your spirit move like never before. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Lord, I, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first step is accepting Jesus as your Lord. At every church service, we will always invite someone that may be out there online or maybe in this parking lot right now. Is a, Jesus is available to you. He loves you. He died on a cross to forgive you of your sins. He rose three days later to promise you eternal life. And if you're here today and you need Jesus in your heart, I want you to just pray this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. And I accept the work that you did on the cross to forgive me of my sins. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. And I believe that you were raised from the dead. And today you live eternally and that you promised me eternal life. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. And I receive the baptism of your spirit in my life right now. I thank you and I praise you for that, God. I believe that I am saved today and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'm excited. You made the best choice you could ever make. And I want you to just do one favor for us. Let us know so that we can help you in your next steps of faith. But praise God, the power of the God is unlimited. He wants to move in our lives. In church, I believe that there is revival. Not, not just, uh, this is not just lip service. This is not just Christianese. This is just not talk. But I believe that there's something unique going on right now in all of our lives. And I praise God for that. God bless you. Enjoy as Ron leads us in our final words of worship. 
Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.